Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Non-essential businesses in New Zealand must now close. All bars, restaurants, cafes, cinemas, pools, museums, libraries, playgrounds, any other place where the public congregate must close their face-to-face function. All indoor and outdoor events cannot proceed. In short, We are all now preparing as a nation to go into self-isolation. These decisions will place the most significant restrictions on New Zealanders' movements in modern history. Tēnā koutou katoa, ko Imogene Takawengwa. I'm Dr Imogene Kelly, an audiovisual historian with Manatū Taonga, the Ministry for Culture and Heritage. And this is Kato Tuitamiru, Inside the Bubble. As lockdown loomed and you gathered your whanau, your supplies, your nerves, we corralled a team of oral historians, grappled with technology and digitally found our way into 25 unique New Zealand bubbles to capture your Aotearoa as you made history. It was a journey all five million of us made collectively as we prepared. And so my sister went crazy and bought so much cans. She became the panic shopper and I became the wingman to the panic shopper. We cared. I'm working part-time nursing. The first two weeks Mm. was very scary because we didn't know what was going to happen within the hospital. And we moved. Particularly... Going on lots of government-mandated walks outside. And... I see a lot of older people, people who look to be in their 70s and 80s, who I don't think you would normally see out on bikes. And we learned... Uh, And I tried to learn guitar. I learned three songs during the quarantine. And we have four guitars in the hostel, so that was a perfect opportunity. We kept the homeschool thing happening. We made marshmallow putty and we did painting and uh, we exploded volcanoes. And even though we couldn't be together, we connected. I'm encouraged by the goodness of humans. I think there are the silver linings of connection and us seeing the best that we can be and caring for ourselves and our neighbours. And now we remember In this episode, we'll look back at how we moved, even though we had to stay put. The walk of freedom, the sanity stroll, or the hikoi of hope that would get you through another hour of working from home, 
homeschooling or the endless hours of loneliness. Some days our government-sanctioned walks were the highlight of the day. Other days they felt like nothing more than a forced march. But while it was sometimes hard to get around to it, rug up and face the autumn chill, it was always worth it in the end. We discovered new places in our parks, neighbourhoods and paddocks. But despite needing it, for everyone's sanity, if you had kids in your bubble, you'll know they were not always keen to hear these words. We're going for a walk. Get your shoes on, please. Come on. If you ever ventured to look up ways to make one of your few freedoms a little more interesting, this handy online list probably best sums up how to get the kids out for a walk when they've forgotten the joys of the outside world. Seven ways to make lockdown walks fun for the kids. Tip one, don't call it a walk. The first rule of kids in lockdown walks is don't talk about lockdown walks. And, spoiler alert, The rest of that list involved a lot more worthy parenting than many of us were capable of in the thick of lockdown. Thankfully, early on one particular phenomenon made those lockdown forced marches a delight for the tamariki of Aotearoa. When we weren't encased in the lazy mental fug of lockdown though, Walks could be the great escape. Some people couldn't get enough of their walk, especially, it seems, dog owners. The internet delivered endless memes joking about overwalked dogs trying to evade their masters or hide their leads. There were even strict rules about how or how far we could exercise. When you went out for your daily walks, you know, I I had to get out. would be claustrophobic if I was confined indoors. Um, Fortunately, we've had stunning weather. And so getting out for a daily walk was both mentally and physically very important for me anyway. And just reflecting on other people, the calmness that you, everyone walked, well, 90% of people anyway, gave you that two-metre distance as you walked past and smiled and said good morning and I didn't hear any aggression or aggro or there just seemed a calmness out in the community. Remember Jackie, the nurse we heard in episode one? She was working all through lockdown. She was both an essential worker and an essential walker. And I deliberately walked to and from work because I needed that time to sort of get it out of my head. And um, when you first walked out of work, you were still, your head was going in a hundred different directions. But by the time you got home, you were a lot calmer. And that whole feeling and vibe you got on the street as you were walking home was healthy. (laughs) I did love my lockdown walks. Sometimes they seemed like they were one of the few freedoms we still had from our pre-COVID lives. But also, some days, I just preferred the idea of them and the day might sneakily slip away without me bothering to venture outside at all. While I was less grateful for the walks at times, for Selena Partia in Auckland, a walk became a cherished freedom. Her lockdown was a month spent encircled by a high chain-link fence. Here's how it unfolded. I think my my situation is a little bit different uh, in the sense that I was actually in Hawaii 
uh, 48 hours before uh, lockdown happened. And so I landed here the evening of, of March the 23rd, along with 40 others. And uh, this was a group of mamas, papas, and three children in this group uh, who had gone to Hawaii for a netball tournament, our Golden Oldies tournament. So I was part of that because mom was also in there. So I went as kind of her chaperone and look after her. Remember how before lockdown, people returning from overseas just had to self-isolate at home after they'd returned? That was the situation Selena and the team were in. The only problem was accommodation in Auckland was all booked out, and the group, mostly from Rarotonga, was stuck en route with nowhere to stay. Then the local community stepped in to help and found them somewhere to isolate. So we went straight from the plane to the Achu Hall in Mangere, and that was our accommodation, a massive hall there, Archival in Mangere, we got there, gates locked in, we got unloaded off the bus with our luggage. We had no um, no linen, no nothing at the time. We just arrived and, and got once we got in, sorted ourselves out, the bus left and the gate was closed. Selena lives in Auckland and she could have gone home, but she decided to stay at the hall with the group for a month to help look after everyone. She was glad to be there to make sure the others were okay, but she did find she was given the unwelcome role of having to restrict everybody's movement. It, it was quite tough, actually, because one, I had to become, I became the warden, which meant I was the gatekeeper. That also meant that, you know, I had to be tough on them. I had to, um, yeah, I, I couldn't let them go out and I couldn't let anyone come in. And so I became kind of the bad guy. <laughs> I was the bad guy, and but somebody had to do it. And that was my role. With her own daily walks confined to the hall's concrete car park, she found a new appreciation for getting out and enjoying a stroll. Uh, I think that's the best thing for me. And probably also uh, health-wise. Because, you know, one of the things I saw was uh, when we had the freedom to move around, we didn't, you know? We really didn't. Uh, And then when that freedom was kind of taken away from us in some sense, we're like, I need to go out for a walk. I need to do this. I need to exercise. I need to keep myself healthy, you know? So it took the freedom being taken away from us for us to think about our life and our health um, and you know, and our, our, our uh, way of eating and things like that. So that's another lesson. I'm, I'm really not going to complain anymore when someone says, come on, let's go for a walk. Or when someone says, let's go for a workout. I'll just go, yeah, man, let's do it. I'm Dr. Emma Jean Kelly, and you're listening to Kairo Tuitamiru Inside the Bubble, a collection of oral histories recorded during the 2020 nationwide COVID 19 lockdown. When the then Health Minister hit the international headlines for breaching his own lockdown rules by hitting the hills of Otago for a spot of mountain biking, he wasn't the only one who found the idea of two-wheeled freedom irresistible. Maybe you came across something like this on your walks. I see a lot of older people, people who look to be in their 70s and 80s, who I don't think you would normally see out on bikes. It kind of seems like maybe they had a bike sitting in the garage for the last 30 years that they haven't been on for a while, and now they're using it. It's really, it's very nice. An outdoor adventure park in Christchurch surveyed people on their favourite new ways to get active in lockdown and found cycling beat walking, 
in-home workouts and running to the top spot. More than three-quarters of those surveyed said cycling was their favourite new form of exercise. And it wasn't just for exercise. It was handy for the supermarket shop, an alternative to those forced marches with the kids, and a safe way for essential workers to commute if they didn't have a car. Jackie, who's a big fan of walking home after a day of nursing, also knows the joys of cycling. And for her, it was a welcome sight to see more people jumping on bikes and taking advantage of the empty, car-free streets. The really good positive, which I was hoping for, but it's looking probable, was the recreation out there with the cycling. Mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody from um, in the cycling industry and they have never been as busy as... They've just gone nuts and they're running out of everything. And people are bringing their old bikes out of the shed and fixing them up. Mm. So some of it's just part, wanting parts to fix up their old bikes. Mm. Or they've pulled out the bike and it can't be fixed. And I would enjoyed that, want to get into it, wanting to buy a new one, another one. Cycling has been a clear winner of the lockdown. Cycling advocates are now calling for immediate action to keep the momentum Jackie Sauce was on to something because news reports later confirmed that bicycle shops were overwhelmed with customers buying bikes or booking their old ones in for repairs. Good afternoon, Revolution Bicycles. We have to wait two to three weeks, just got a shop full of bikes. Dancing didn't make it onto that list of popular ways to be active in lockdown, but maybe it should have. With dance classes cancelled and music venues closed, it was, unfortunately, easy to dance like no one was watching. We've kind of developed a rule where we're not allowed to enter the practice until we've done a a nice dance outside the practice door, uh, because it's all glass there. At the Wellington Clinic, where primary care practice assistant Jack Hitchcock works, he managed to find an audience albeit a rather small one. So since the um, the practice door is locked, um, any time if one of us needs to, if we want to leave the practice during a lunch break or we need to go to the bathrooms, which are down the hallway outside of the practice, um, or even just arriving at work in the morning, um, we can't get into the practice until someone else opens the door for us. And it's just kind of a little thing to pick you up and, and make each other smile. You do a little dance at the door, you earn your, your entrance into the practice. Jack's audience was usually the receptionist on duty, and his music? The waiting room playlist, muffled by secure glass doors. While the official line was that health workers were the heroes of the pandemic, Jack says patients were not always kind and took some of their frustrations out on the staff. At times, it was hard to keep smiling. Um, And then on reception and stuff, they're dealing with very difficult phone calls from a lot of scared and stressed out patients um, dealing with both COVID and the flu season. Um, And so it's been a lot of pressure for everyone, a very stressful time. And so when things got quiet at the surgery, yep, more dancing was prescribed. Sometimes we have little dances in the waiting room as well if if there's no patients around, Um, especially over the lunch hour. It tends to be very quiet because the doctors are on their lunch breaks, the nurses are on their lunch breaks. There's not generally um, anyone coming into the clinic around that time, so we might have a little dance in the waiting room. Um, There's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of chocolate biscuits, um, a lot of baking coming in uh, from the doctors and nurses and other staff members just to kind of keep a smile on each other's faces. Um, And a lot of just general joking around, I think, and just trying to make sure we're being really, um, keeping each other's spirits up. And because it has definitely been really stressful. Um, The doctors and nurses are kind of finding a whole new way of 
doing consultations over phone and video chat, it's not easy. It's um, And they're constantly trying to screen people, making decisions about who can come into the practice, who can't, um, trying to make decisions about who needs COVID testing, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's just been little things like that um, to kind of, yeah, making the most of, of how empty it's been to, to do a lot of dancing, singing, joking, uh, that kind of thing, which has been really nice. Dance was also the preferred medium of movement for airline worker Albert Trail and his family. Despite the lockdown closes, uh, my children's dance classes carried on. Albert's bubble was his wife, Takura, and their three kids, Milani, Jacob and Tumaya. So my two oldest kids are involved with a Tahitian dance class which they continued on uh, throughout the lockdown period, Mondays and Fridays. Our Fijian classes carried on on the Wednesdays. So despite that, um, life at home for us was still quite busy in the sense that um, we wanted to keep the kids busy. But our goal was to keep a calm, focused um, atmosphere within the home, not to focus too much on uh, news, because it was getting quite depressing watching the news every day and just looking at things crumbling and industries shutting down and the numbers rising and so forth. Albert was determined to keep the family's spirits up. Not easy when your own industry is one of those constantly in the news and your job's on the line. Transition one. But Albert is a multi-talented man. Those Fijian dance classes he mentioned, he's actually the teacher. So he had to figure out how to keep them going. And it wasn't all that straightforward. So on the uh, first week, we tried to, we created a separate uh, Facebook page um, where, because not all of our students or kids had access to a phone or a device or Zoom uh, to teach, because some of their parents still worked as essential workers during the lockdown. So it was just getting too challenging to get everybody to meet at a certain time to have these Zoom meetings. So I thought, okay, let's just do a page where I'll upload the video, film myself doing walking through the motions and the actions, and then we'll do it together with the the music or the accompaniment. Upload it there. You guys write a comment and say that you've seen it. And then in turn, when you get a chance, get your parents to film you record it and upload it there, and then I will look and give feedback in regards to actions and so forth. Um, while many parents thought, okay, let's what about let's just do Zoom because it's live and so forth, but I would say yes, but then you can't rewind and go back. So that's where I thought Facebook uh, videos in a closed group would be a lot better because then you could rewind back and comment and say, look how you're doing this certain action or make sure your posture or smile more. And then that way the, the comments and the feedback would be there permanently online. Um, yeah, so I think we've done a little bit of both, uh, but for, but for in regards to my kids in the Tahitian group, I think with their dance um, format, it's a lot better to use the Zoom because it's live and they're looking at uh, technique and actually dancing all together at the same time. Whereas the Fijian dancing, we don't really need to have live. I prefer that video posted up, 
and then I can give you feedback through the comments. Albert teamed up with a local arts organisation near his home in West Auckland and his dancing ended up being shared all over the world. And it's been awesome to go hand in hand with the Pacifica Arts Centre as well to create another safe online space to to share Fijian language and dance as well. And, and the audiences are coming in from all over, um, from the States, from UK, from the islands, from in Fiji itself, where these kids live in Fiji, but they don't even have an opportunity to do the meke. And I thought, how, how funny is that? You know, this culture is from their land, but they don't have opportunities to partake of that. So it takes it coming all the way back from New Zealand, beamed up to the uh, satellites in space and back down there. Technology is so amazing. During lockdown, Albert's job situation was uncertain and incredibly stressful. But dance kept him in touch with his community and that helped him to stay focused on the positive. Yeah, I think having my strong cultural uh, background, being connected to my culture, um, has been so crucial in helping to deal and get through the situation. Because, um, I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of things that are out of our control, a lot of questions we have, the concerns of an uncertain future, uh, of what's going to happen in regards to employment, moving forward and so forth. So many things to think about. But I know if there's one thing that teaches me is my culture and my foundation in faith teaches me to always have hope for the better. I'm Dr. Emma Jean Kelly, and that was We Moved, our fourth episode for Keiro Tuitamiru, Inside the Bubble. The series was written and executive produced by Teresa Cowie. Sound was designed and woven by Anaru Dalziel. Our production coordinator was Georgie Keyes, and the music was by Stephen Payton. The lockdown oral histories you heard in this episode were recorded by Debbie Dunsford, Tuara Tini, and Will Hansen. Our thanks to the Ministry for Culture and Heritage, Auckland Libraries, especially Sue Berman, RNZ for additional audio, and of course to those who shared their bubble with us, Jackie, Selena Partia, Albert Trail and Jack Hitchcox. And you can hear more from Jack. Look for the Pride Week bonus episode about the big life step he took during lockdown coming out as trans. You'll find the link on the RNZ Inside the Bubble page. If you want to check out the full interviews from the series, head to the Auckland Library's website. In the next episode... We'll look back at how we connected. Because I played music for a job and I toured the world from four to six months out of the year, and I'm getting to a point in my life where I actually am sick and tired of touring. I don't like leaving my house and I don't like leaving my family. So this isolation was just heaven sent. Join me again to remember how we connected even when we had to stay apart. Matua. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 